What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hugigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world is back. It's we're off the road. We're back in the comfy confines of our local studios. I'm your forever 24 seven champion, Peter Rosenberg, back in New York City, back in Philadelphia off of another great physical vacation is the physically working today. Stack guy, Greg. Great to be back. Great to be back. Um, yeah, I, I need to take March off from vacations. Uh, I, th- I feel like I might need to. Really? From why? Why would you ever do such well, a thing? I discovered that it, it it has been a running joke on the show, and it is. It might be getting excessive because when I landed in Costa Rica, I got a text from T-Mobile that said, um, "You know the standard. Welcome to Costa Rica. These are your data. These are your data charges. Twenty five cents a minute. Blah blah blah." But then I scrolled up, and I saw that. In January, I got the same text that said, welcome to France, blah, 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 blah. Then in December, (laughs) I got the same text that said, welcome to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And then in November, 
Oh I got the same text that said, welcome to Mexico. These You're being da, 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 welcomed and welcomed. Yeah. Four, four countries in four months. I love that. Speak it, three different languages is, uh, is, it might be getting a bit much. I love now, that. Now, I, I say it to you constantly, but you're only impacted by the auto text that comes from um, T-Mobile. <laughs> it's, it a, might be a bit much. That's actual next, evidence. I can't argue with that. The next text message is going to say, you're no longer welcome in these places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Enough is enough. Maybe just stay home for <laughs> once Stay home. Yeah, I thought so. you were going to say that the message is like, we're seeing so much activity. Have you moved? <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. I'll be welcomed and welcomed. Um, all right. Uh, and then also joining us now back from Los Angeles is the physically sick of bagels, uh, Brian Dipperstein. What? It's enough. Yes, that's right. That's right. What? Yeah, enough is enough. It's time yeah. for a change. We, had this, you know, we, we, had, we were in Montreal together for a couple of days, and I, I feel like the bagel thing is too much of a thing. Now they're shoving bagels down your throat. In this city, it's I, I was saying to Peter, it's like a WWE storyline. You know, it, it's like Roman Reigns. It's like John Cena. It's like Cody Rhodes. It's like uh, enough is that it's, it's all right. We get the bagels. We understand there's bagels here. So it's but great I, is but, what you're saying now. That, but I, I told him. Oh, yeah, exactly. For <laughs> SGG, that's how he likes his storylines. And for me, I, I, he acts as if like when you got to the hotel, they were like, oh, Mr. Oh, bagel. Rocky. Well, it feels right. that way, sort of. I mean, I, it's like, you know, the whole place. Here's the thing. The thing in, uh, like, you know, New York or L.A., whatever, there's tons of bagel places, but the places aren't focused on the bagel. They're not focused so much on the bagel themselves. Here, it's there's, like, bagel, little mini bagel factories on every corner. It, it's oh, yeah. crazy. How many bagels? You, you look to your right, and there's, like, just 10,000 bagels being spit out of a machine. I mean, who's eating all these bagels? That is People a good are- point, though. In, in New York and L.A., the bagel is, like, the vehicle for... A thing, but th- but there, there there's a, there's a reason that Montreal is the goat bagel city. Right. These are people. This is what they're doing. I mean, like he said, on. those little bagel factories. Here's here's what I'm going to uh, say about the doing. Bagel. Here's what there's I'll say about the bagel. I like a big, giant doughy bagel. These are like little bagels. That yes, they're sweet. They have, they use good water. Whatever. There's also just five flavors. There's there's everything which is <laughs> right. dressed fully dressed. I don't know no. what they what they're calling. It. Yeah, they fully, fully dressed. Yeah, there there's sesame, there's yeah. cinnamon raisin, mm-hmm. and what that was it right and I plain mean, what, and plain. Okay. Now, that, yes, by the way, we, that's what we saw. We went to like one or two bagel places. I went to several because on Saturday I had the whole day to myself. I was schmying and window shopping around to the bagel places. And let me tell you something. They have five fl- flavors of bagel. I'd rather go to my bagel place in L.A. The bagels are gigantic. They, you, you know, you can't even eat a whole bagel because they're so huge. I know because everything in America is just shove in the biggest, fattest thing we can give them. I said and to Dip, he was like, he didn't like, he didn't like the cream cheese. He flavors. He didn't like the cream cheese. And I said, you probably don't like it because the Canadian cream cheese is probably actual cream cheese. Whereas when they sell it to us in America, they add poison. They're like, here's the yeah. poison so it can last on the shelf for seven years. I, it's so I, true. I, I, it's uh, gritty cream cheese. It's grit. It's, I, I completely uh, disagree with Dip's bagel taste. One little I, piece of lettuce, too. Here, you want some lettuce? Here's one tiny well, by the way, by the way, piece of you know lettuce. What, you know whose fault that is? It's your fault for wanting lettuce on a bagel, you absolute maniac. You're the only person. By the way, I would have you, if I had the power to have you excommunicated from the Jewish religion, I would have you excommunicated. Lettuce on a bagel, it's repug. This, this isn't a seven-layer burrito. This isn't a burger. 
A lettuce You're, on a bagel? It doesn't make any sense. I've been having lettuce on bagels for 35 years. You, and by uh, the way, and ask the Cheap Heat universe, you've been getting it wrong for 35 years. You've been uh, getting it wrong. What, you, you want a tomato on there to make it soggy and disgusting and, and switch the, the whole texture of the bagel Tomato itself? is what you put on bagels, not lettuce. Tomato. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I like a, a nice a nice piece of uh, You go, lettuce. he go, this guy, he go, I go, he, he, uh, he, I was worried he was going to embarrass me in the bagel store and be like, and make his fucking from Montreal. I know by going, people, uh, can people I get banned from Canada for, for reasons we don't for even very understand. Long, that's so. a great point. So I was worried he was going to, can I do, um, like a bagel, uh, with, with cream cheese and, uh, a Munster cheese and, uh, lettuce and also tuna fish and, uh, a peanut butter and, oh, and, 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 and capers and, and, and cucumber. I mean, you order so? everything on the bagel. It's insane. Well, who cares? There's not a, first of all, there's not a caper in sight. You can't see if, you, if even if I wanted a caper, I don't even know where to find a caper in Canada. Okay. So, so instead, so capers. instead I, I, we're arguing about this. Instead, I have to stand there. I have three bagels to choose from the every, they're tiny little bagels. It's the five so bites of a bagel. It's Gritty cream cheese. I didn't even think this the, the the lox was that good. I thought it was a little slimy oh, and a little. Gosh. Well, it was packaged. That, that was just one, you know packaged lox. That wasn't even real real deal lox. Give me real. Oh, you mean the second place? Uh, the real second place. All right, let's. Yeah, so you want That's the real lox and the fake cream cheese? He wants real you know lox. He wants fake cream cheese. I, you know I'm what? telling you, it's delicious. If you, you go to what? Montreal, you'll love it. No, take it is me, delicious. Take me like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a character in The Sims. Grab me by the neck and put me right in Beverly Hills. Okay, that's that's really what I'm after. <laughs> I know, okay? I know. You want the you want the big nondescript imitation New York bagel that they give you in LA or Montreal. Yeah. They own their own thing. It's their thing. What they do, it's they're skinny. I like the mini bagel. And guess what? I don't want a huge bagel. One of the reasons I can't eat bagels is because it takes me a week to get the carbs off. Give me a smaller bagel. Finally. I'm good. Finally. finally. Did you know like a a bagel that you can get in New York is like six slices of bread? Yeah. Who's doing that? All the time. Every day. Every day. Finally, we go to this last bagel place at the end of the trip, and I see tuna on the menu. I'm thrilled. I say, oh, my God, tuna. Thank God. And I, I said to her right before they were about to make it, I said, is this tuna salad? Is there mayonnaise? She goes, no, no, it's just tuna, but we could put mayonnaise on it. Oh God. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does that mean? I need to, give, me a, give me a scoop of tuna salad. Do you understand we weren't in America? This <laughs> no. is what it is. That, that's, by the way, and if this ties into... I want to do an experiment, okay? I am going to, I'm going to move to Montreal, okay? I'm going to open a bagel place with the biggest fattest most disgusting bagels over uh, big cheese stacked cream cheese egg salad uh uh you'll be empty yeah you'll last two months you'll be the only one there there'll be lines out the door people will say wow look at these bagels these are bagels what have we been eating before these little crackers you think (laughs) i hope i hope ariel helwani's listening and i hope he's disgusting by the way all of this ties into the weekend because what really made the night special on Saturday is the fact that Montreal for its bagel differences, for its language differences, it is a different place altogether. When you go to Toronto, you can pretty easily forget you're in a different country. I'm sorry, Toronto. I love you. I've been there a million times. Huge fan. You can essentially forget you're you're like, Oh, Buffalo is right there. I'm basically in America. In Montreal, you're in a different country. Um, the, The language lets you know that, the people's accent lets you know that. The food types make you know that. The feel of the city makes you know that. And on Saturday night, the way that they treated Sami Zayn lets you know that. 
It was oh, yeah. not the same as a heart reception in Canada. Uh, God bless the hearts. We all know how I feel. And don't get me wrong. All the Canadians got big pops. Natalia got a big pop. Edge and Beth got a big pop. Everyone got a big pop. But when it came to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, two, two Quebecers, <coughs> it's a different thing. It's It really is a different thing altogether. And it's what set the tone for the entire weekend. And I think it's ultimately what has a, a, a decent amount of people upset that in the end, Sami Zayn did not win. Now, SGG, we know you of all people um, believe that Roman Reigns' title reign is like the Golden State Warriors. It's an actual competition, and you never want your favorite team never. to lose. Never, never. You you, you, in your eyes, he should be champion until the company eventually disbands 90 years from now. And he should, turns be, into he should be champion until he says, you know what? I think I'm going to step down and become president and CEO of WWE. And then, then that's it. And then he'll <laughs> then hand he'll over the, the title. He won't even lose a match. He'll just hand it over. Yeah. But was there a part of you who found it all so exciting that had they decided to go crazy and had Sammy shockingly win would have enjoyed it? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because just the atmosphere and, you know, you talked about Saturday and the tone being set. The tone was set on Friday for me when, you know, the last thing that we saw on SmackDown was Sami Zayn. He gives that promo that he can't even start. You know, half the promo is the crowd, just a thunderous, continuous ovation with chants and applause. And they're heaping it all on Sami Zayn to the point that he's brought to tears. And then he says that line. That's in French because, like you said, Montreal is now not just a member of the WWE universe in terms of, but Montreal is like a character in this bloodline story for this event. So he delivers that that great line in French, and then that is what sets the tone for Saturday. Um, and then he fights amazingly hard on Saturday. Um Comes up just short. If I had to nitpick a little bit, I would have liked for him to kick out of that spear at the end just one more time if he was going to go down. Mm. Um, but I understand that they want to shut the door on on Sami Zayn and just the possibility that he could beat Roman Reigns, right? Because if he can if he can beat him, then that question is still open and they, they have to answer that question. So they want to give Roman a definitive, um, decisive victory over Sami Zayn just to shut that door. But... But listen, man, even in defeat, though, Sammy got his flowers, right? From the SmackDown on Friday to he came out last for the main event. To even um, Ottawa yesterday. Yeah, to even Ottawa yesterday at the press conference, which usually Triple H wraps it up. Sami Zayn went last at the press conference. He was the last one to address the press. His music played as the as the pay-per-view went off the air. I, I, I hope he was able to process it. I hope he was able to take it in and truly enjoy that moment because moments like that do not happen uh, very often, if ever, for someone in the wrestling business. It was pretty, pretty amazing. I will say this. Here was the one disappointment I had. Just to be clear, do I think they, quote, Sammy should have won? No. Would I have been totally good if they said, screw it, we're doing it? Yes, I would have yeah. been fine. I would I would have enjoyed the hell out of it, especially being there. Um, was I mad that he didn't win? No. Here was my biggest surprise. I was surprised in one way, in a really good way, and then I was surprised negatively in the other way. And then, Dip, well, I'll ask for your thoughts. 
I was positively surprised that Jay did not turn on Sammy. I thought they were going to go all the way into the very obvious Sammy's going to get beat down by not just Jimmy, not just Solo, but also Jay. I like that they stretched that out and left it where we still don't know what the relationship is between Sammy and Jay. The surprise that I didn't like as much was that they decided to not give Sammy the win. Probably they'd probably never even really seriously that seriously considered it. I was surprised they didn't let KO and Sammy have their moment in Montreal. I I I, mm. I get it. They stretched it out further, but I thought <coughs> ending the night with KO just sort of backing up, walking up the ramp. I was I was left a little empty. I wanted to see that the big embrace. Montreal goes crazy. Explode, Music hits, yeah. and now we know. I I so I'm curious to see where why they decided not to do that, and I'm sure we'll f- find out at some point. But dip um. What were your thoughts on those two things and everything else? I was just going to say, it, it, it sort of reminds us that even though there's a new regime, there's new people on the creative front managing the big moments like that. At the end of the day, <clears throat> we're not in, we're not in it. We're not necessarily in the new era that we think we are. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, why, why couldn't Sami Zayn have won. And yes, you're saying, oh, you're, you know, people are saying, oh, you're a Mark, you know, stop being such a Mark. Here's the thing. Mark <laughs> or no Mark, the right decision, in my opinion, was to put the title on Sami Zayn, even if it was for 10 hours. Okay. I, I you know, for some reason, it, the, the powers that be think it matters to have a, a, this streak going with Roman Reigns, like, oh, he's this long, it's that long, he's the longest running, it's the longest this, it's this many years, it's this many title, it's a, this many title defenses. No, I got news for you, no one cares. That, okay? That's not true. Yeah. That, that, now, <laughs> yeah. see, that's you where t- you lose you me. You took it too far. That's where <laughs> you, you lose me. And, and literally, um, Goldstein uh, just... Do you care? Qu- do you care that he's the longest running ever? Yeah. you care about these records? I, I, yeah, I don't care we never about thought we would see I don't it. care about records. It, just They're experiencing fake. it and living living through the this reign. This reign has been one of the you know, best it, championship reigns I, in memory. I agree. I agree. And I, I've come around on Roman Reigns. I'm a fan. I think he is one of the greatest of all time. Okay. And I, I love seeing him in the main event every rest every single time. I have no issue with that. But it's it's about the moments. It's not about the the breaking records. I mean, they're not the records are I, fake records. I hear they go you, hand but, in oh, hand though a little bit. I don't do. agree. Real quick, Goldstein tweeted this yesterday. The outrage that Sammy didn't go over at Elimination Chamber is absurd. Why would you have your champion of 900 plus days drop the title a month before the biggest show of the year? Come on, man. This ain't WCW. Hashtag raw. So what you're saying, Dip, is by being like, oh, the new regime that we thought is not necessarily as new creatively as we hoped it would be. What it means is, no, it's still a professional operation. They're not going to just simply <laughs> chase every moment. Like, yes, you're right. Would it have been This was awesome- a pretty big moment. I know they're not going to chase every moment, but this this was a pretty big... But the I'm way fine that this with time- Roman winning at Mania. I'm fine with him still being yeah, but the you champion can't have. But I, here's where I would defend them. The Roman's eventual first loss. It's not about the record. Don't get caught up in the specifics right. of the record. That's not what it's about. I, I do the kickoff shows and can never remember how many days it's been. Okay. It's not mm-hmm. about the specifics of the record. It's about how iconically long it's been. And when it ends it happening in the most meaningful way on the biggest stage possible. Cause they get they one shot. <laughs> they they get can't one do it six weeks before. 
And then he gets a rematch at WrestleMania. And then what does that do for Cody also, right? Because that's the thing, like giving Sammy the championship, it's, it's easy for us to say, oh yeah, you pivot these plans. But then what happens to the other pieces, right? What happens to the Usos? Then what do you do with them? What do you do with Cody? What does Cody's championship win if you Make give it, it to them? <laughs> what happens to Kevin Owens, right? Like all of those I, things, they're not just, they're not just saying, all right, give Sammy uh, Greg, the title for 10 hours. It's not a real hours. sport though. There's a, wet, there's a writing it's staff not, but that they can figure real, all this out They are telling us. real stories, right? So you can't, you can't say... When you started your when you started your point, you said, "Oh, Mark or no Mark, this or that." You can't say, "Oh, for me, don't attack me by calling me a Mark," but then jump at the end and say, "But it's not a real sport, this or that." If you want the respect, you have to also reciprocate it. So yes, I, I don't it's think not that's apples to apples. It's not apples to apples that I, you're I, not, actually, you're actually, not a Mark I agree with Rosenberg. You, you spent the entire weekend hold talking on. about how hold they on, should hey, have hey, capitalized hold on, on, hold on the moment. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't want to be criticized as a Mark for saying, "Oh." You they should, me as a mark. I don't really they should care. start the, they should end the story, blah, blah, blah. But then when I say that I'm invested in the stories and you can't just upend the stories, Greg, it's not a real sport. You can't have that both ways. You That's started, not really what I said, though. You started your you started. You kind of made up your own point. argument there. You, no, 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 you, you did say you said you, started you said your what does it matter? Protecting yourself sport. from people calling you a mark. And then the minute I bring up the how the, they can't just upend these stories, it's not real. We know it's scripted, but the fact that it's scripted means that they have to take more care because you have all these other characters that have a plan and then they don't because they play to the moment instead of us allowing them to do what they've been doing the whole time, which is why we say wrestling is great and we love pro wrestling and tell these stories that we're going to go back and watch again and again. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am with SUG on that dip. I don't see, like, you, you were two days ago. 
Which part? I said, why not just pull the trigger? Yeah. Yes, in the moment. Because he was caught up in the moment. Right, the moment. Of, of The moment, man, and I wouldn't have been mad if they had a plan. Listen, I suggested a plan on Twitter last week that I think would have worked. I think The Rock disrupting Sammy wins. Now, it, there's a bigger play that to me makes sense because yeah. you're now leading into Rock Roman. The title becomes a secondary piece. Now, listen, there's some people who would say, hey, I still don't think he should lose the title that way. That's a 900 day title reign. You really want to just lose it right there because The Rock interferes. I would argue personally, yes, because The Rock Roman at WrestleMania would be so big that it's absolutely worth it. And then you can tell a new story between two guys who I really think could find a way to tell a story between Cody and, and Sammy. And I think but, we'd still get there. Let, let me say but how dare thing. you get caught up in the moment, P, and let, say let me, something that you let me say eventually something. disagree with two I days know, later. How, let, me, uh, let me just say something. Absolutely ridiculous. Can I say something? All right, go ahead. Yes, go ahead, Deb. The, what's the, in my, and I've said this many times on the podcast, the biggest issue with WWE, okay, and now if, I guess for that matter, you can say AEW, but the, the, the thing that has hurt the product the most in the last 20 years, ever since I was really, truly in again, maybe 2008, nine, whatever, is the element of surprise is gone. The, the, the entire thing is so predictable that it's almost like we don't, we, like we could have sat there last night and just predicted the end of every single match for the most part. And that was that. Give the people a little, whether it was Sami Zayn or whether it wasn't, Make people think that there's a way that other people can can can. Oh, that can I agree win. with. You you can't just Roman Reigns is going to win every single time because he's Roman Reigns or because there's a record that he has to break or that there's this or whatever. Not everything needs to be so predictable. The element of surprise is what made the Attitude Era so interesting and fun. You didn't know every single week you tune in. You have no idea what you're going to get. The title can change hands. This could happen. This one could interfere. This one could return. This one could come back. Now it's just, we know Roman Reigns is going to win. We know this one. We know we knew Asuka was going to win that thing because she's the only viable person to win that. We knew this was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. It just makes it that's less fair. exciting than it did. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it needs to be Sami Zayn. I'm not saying it, Roman Reigns has to lose or whatever. But the element of surprise is what makes wrestling the most fun out of anything. And we have lost that significantly over the last, I would say, 10 years. More That's, than 10 years. But yes, I agree. I don't have a problem with that argument. I only have a problem with you the way you decided to say that none of that other stuff matters at all. I, I, I have no problem making it the argument. To, it matters in some context, but I do feel like the writers and the creative team could have come up with an interesting way to let Sammy take that title off of him for 24 hours and lose it on Raw the next day or something in some interesting fashion and still make it even more compelling story sure. leading up to WrestleMania. But it wouldn't I just be a compelling story, could never It should never have happened. Come on. No, I mean, I, I, didn't say, I don't think either of us said that. I, no. Both of us actually say we would have been good with it if there was a plan for it that, that would have worked. And But you just can't do it. The reason you can't do it is because the moment felt so good. Like that, that is the, when you, I just don't think that's a legitimate professional reason to make that decision. There's too much we're talking about a sale of the company. We're talking about a, a company that's now supposedly asking for and getting opportunities at $9 billion. And as, as phony baloney as the whole thing is <laughs> the person carrying the title into the biggest event of the year matters. 
So uh, you got five weeks. They could have taken the title off of him at any time. So I, I understand. So wait, I understand. So wait, wait. After after a nine hundred plus day reign as a universal champion, which includes an almost three hundred sixty five day reign as WWE champion, you fucking toss the title around like a hockey puck. Five weeks in to the biggest event of the year. No. Maybe once, not a hockey puck. So give it I'm, to Sammy and let Sammy be the one, because that's your one title change. Yes, yeah, Sammy. Why, back there, to why, why can there only be one title change? Like I, I just because now you're trading the title, <laughs> going into the biggest event of the year. I've, give I, it to I Sammy, then give it back to Roman. I'm trying to tell the most compelling story possible, and I got news for you. But Cody that's the Ro- thing, Dip. You Cody didn't Ro- tell, a comp- you didn't tell Zane, the most compelling story. You gave us, you gave a, a hot compelling moment, moment. I don't agree. Which is like. But what's the story then? Then what's the story after that? I don't know. I'm not writing the show. They could have made up something that's more compelling. You just said you're trying to tell the most compelling story, but you haven't. You haven't. I I think you're chasing a moment. I like Peter. I I am chasing a moment because I think they should have capitalized on it, frankly. Uh, That's fair. But by the way, that, so stop. We don't need to argue anymore. Everyone agrees. That's totally reasonable. I don't think there's any argument there. It's only when you start getting further into why you had to do that, or this was a huge opportunity missed. That's where I would argue with you. I think everybody agrees that was a sick moment. And honestly, if Sami Zayn beats uh, a Roman Reigns in that spot, it trounces the Mick Foley title win on Raw. It becomes the biggest shocking mm-hmm. title win in history. Yeah. And that is pretty cool. And that's why I wouldn't have taken any issue with it. And I do hear what you're saying about that. How are they going to tell the Roman Cody story in a compelling way, right? I'm not SGG who's just going to say, hey, it's Roman. It's going to be great. I, I have to wait and see what it's going to be. And I do think they have obstacles in figuring out what that looks like. There's a reason I wanted the rock Roman because there's a lot there. There's a lot yeah. of meat on that bone. This Cody thing, it's going to be interesting to see how they get there. Fortunately, here, I do have confidence what, in, Rody, in in Roman and Cody. Yes, Dick. Here's what, here's what I here's what I, I hope Roman beats Cody at Mania. <laughs> okay. I'll be good either way, Because people, are, everyone's expecting Cody to win. Of course, everyone is going into this. The, everyone knows Cody's beating Roman. Uh-huh. That, no, no. See, now uh, you're making, now you're uh, making a on. point. Now, now uh, that's something. I, I hear you. That's we're a going good point. into Mania. We, have, we know exactly how this is ending. Cody wins. He's I'm glad the you new said champion. that. I'm right, glad you said that too. How could you argue with that? That's what no, everyone knows is happening. I'm glad you said that too, right? Because you just um, you argued that you know wrestling is too predictable, right? Cody Roman sets up a scenario where either result, you have people arguing that it was predictable, right? Because if no. Roman if Roman wins, it's like Roman's been doing this to everybody. Nope, I don't what? agree. Yeah, How I don't is, agree. I don't agree. How has Cody set himself up as the super challenger that's going to do? Are you watching Roman? wrestling? He's the king. He's the. They brought him back. He, it's like an ethereal god. Is he the? Is he the first? Is he the first mage babyface that that Romans run through on this reign though? In no. a really long time, he's the most mage. Yeah. Because Edge I, came back from a neck injury and was like, you, a miracle, "It's a miracle. We're lucky to have him." Are you legitimately arguing with me that Daniel Bryan on top of Edge? You're you, arguing that Cody is not the favorite to go in, and everyone knows it. What I'm saying is against Roman, against this Roman, no, he's not. The favorite. Uh, you're at, you're you're living on an another, I, I, you're living you know on whatever planet is coming behind me right now in this life. I like I like <laughs> I like that this argues argument's gone this way because it sums up my point perfectly from a few weeks ago when you guys weren't here when I was saying that the reason this show works is because I, I am that. 
I am sane <laughs> and I work with two crazy people because now SGG, I think you're crazy. But hold on. If you were, if you were to go on a sports book right now and look, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone, any of them have it to dips point. I guarantee you Cody would be the favorite at like Cody, a pretty high number. Like minus 200, minus 250. What I'm yeah. saying is this. Cody is the challenger that people believe can beat Roman more than any challenger he's had. I mean, BT Sports, BT Sport put out this long list and if of all the people uh, Roman's beaten on his title reign. And if Cody's name is added to that list, he will be the one that people thought had the best shot at beating Roman. He is beating sure. Roman. He's sure, winning. right? Mm-hmm. That in that in that scenario of him beating Roman, that makes his win predictable. Sure. But I like the fact that both competitors are so strong, Roman and Cody, that there you can see either one of them coming out. I now, think you're arguing two separate champion. things now. Now I figured out what you guys are arguing that's separate. Yeah. You're you're talking about in storyline terms, SGG. They're both right, right, right. credible to win. Right, right, right. Dipperstein is talking about if you follow wrestling in a deep way, like on the internet, everyone has been saying for a long time, this is where we're going. Yeah, and people have been saying that since last year, right? As soon as Cody came back and said, "At money, I'm going to go to Money in the Bank," and then, but here we are, and go to WrestleMania. He he had to go through the Rumble, but yeah, here we are. And um, no, no. Once Cody got hurt, didn't we all say he's coming back? He's winning yeah. the Rumble. He's going. Yeah. I mean, so that part did become pretty clear. Um. That and being I, said, I want to say a, this too about predictable before you do it. I don't mind predictable as much as predictable that's poorly executed is, is I can't stand. Cause even with oh, this yeah. Roman and Sammy stuff, Roman going over was predictable, but I think it was a well executed predictable that gave us some storyline beats uh, with Sammy and KO particularly to, to look forward to in these next couple of weeks. Um, all right, Dipper scene. We love you. I want everyone to listen up. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Yes. Thank you very much, Dip. Uh, Dip has to go do agent things. Um, So let's talk more, a little bit more about Elimination Chamber. I don't think there's a, is there a lot to talk about from Raw last night? Um, I mean, Sami Zayn comes out and beats and beats Baron Corbin kind of out of nowhere. Let's just give Sami a win in Canada. And and Sami Zayn redeemed himself. He beat, he beat the last man to pin Roman Reigns. So if you That's thought right. he was, if you thought he was out of there, if you thought no. that he was down in the dumps, no, no, he 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 beat the last person to do what the entire company has, has been, been trying to. to do. Now they also brought KO out again and still didn't have them mend fences completely. Yeah, because listen, KO KO made some fair points, but it, it really does boil down to him being stubborn, right? You know, he waited until after the match to save Sammy. Because Sammy waited until after the match to save him. Very petty. Sounds to me like they're even. Uh, so I don't know why he's holding out on the handshake or the hug or whatever the we're reunited moment is. Because um, to, to the best of my recollection, Sammy's never received an apology for uh, all the things KO's done to him. I mean, let's go way back to NXT. KO's first day on the job was ended by thrashing Sammy right after Sammy won the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Injured him until the point where two months later he took it off of him. So let's, if, if, if we're going deep into the well of history and who owes who apologies for what, I mean, come on, KO. Just just jump down off the high horse just a little bit. Um, I think that's a fair point, and we'll see. Obviously, I think at some point we're going to get there for this tag match. Yeah. 
Um, now, before we get to a couple, there were a couple things from Raw. Um, Lita and Becky will face damage control um, next week. That came Where up was, during the Ding Dong Hello segment. I thought Trish was going to be the tag partner, right? They were in Ottawa. It felt really, really set up for Canadian hero. Are we gonna? Are we potentially get Lita at, at Mania this year? It feels that way, right? I mean, timing wise, it does. We're on the road to WrestleMania. They, they, they can't just not have her. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like that too. But back to Elimination Chamber. I have to say, it really exceeded my expectations as a premium live event generally. Like, I did not have high hopes, frankly, for either chamber. Let me just say this very honestly. I was so stoked for this event because of the main event. I was interested in the Judgment Day uh, Beth Edge thing because I'm invested in that story. I was interested in Brock and uh, Bobby because I'm invested in their story and what happens next. More on that match later. But I did not have uh, the highest expectations for the chamber matches just because truth is it's not my favorite kind of stip match. Like, I don't love the gimmick of the chamber. I find it like really a little convoluted, hard to see. Um, well, that part is true, especially if you're alive. If you're alive, it's hard to see. Um, the, the, the standing around and waiting... Uh, I, I, there's just a lot. Of, it's just not my favorite. Like if you were to compare that to like Survivor Series or the Rumble, it's just not my favorite thing or Hell in a Cell. It's just not my favorite. And then the matches happened. And, and remember, in a lot of ways, this wasn't your typical chamber match. This was not the, the, the number one people, certainly on the men's side. Right. You know, you had Seth Rollins, who's an A-level guy, but everyone else was basically people aspiring to getting to the next level, including the U.S. champ Austin Theory. Yeah. I mean, Bronson Reed just got back. Right. He just so, got back. So I didn't have high expectations of that. And then the women's one felt like a bit of a mishmash. Granted, the names were a little higher up the card. But still, I just didn't know how much chemistry there'd be, what it would feel like. I thought both matches exceeded expectation. I thought both told really good stories. Um, I thought the men's match, you know, my pick on the kickoff show, which was wishful, was Montez. Because yeah. I just wanted to see Montez win. And while Montez didn't win, he won. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, his his spot, he now may be the Kofi of the chamber. Yeah, that's, he might be. That's how crazy his move was, the climbing up the chamber and falling straight down. Incredible. Yeah, and he, he is an absolute star. And listen, I wouldn't mind it if he takes over the Kofi Rumble spot. If he's just like the the super athletic gymnast of of WWE now, you know, let him let him go in there and dominate all the other high flyers. I wouldn't mind it at all. No, and, he's he's special, man. He's and he's so he's not only incredibly athletic uh, and a high flyer. He's strong, mm-hmm. and then of course he may be better on the mic than anything else that he does. Like I mean, he he has so <laughs> much. It's to me, it's just a matter of when. For Montez. And I think I said to Bianca, I saw Bianca right afterwards. And I said two things to her. I said, number one, you need to tell him to stop selling so well because I was scared when they started bringing him out of the ring. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe on TV it was obvious what was going on. No, but I think in person I saw it was confusing. As well, that was like, uh, is, is Montez okay? Um, 
it became a little bit more clear. When Logan shows up. Right. <laughs> what that right. was all about. So I said, number one, tell your boy to stop selling so well, because that was crazy. And number two, I said, I said, I said, I think that was his big moment. So wasn't that his biggest moment? That was, that was it. I think so too. Like that was, yeah, like in terms of Montez, not the street profits, in terms of Montez Ford, who we all know to be a future superstar, in my opinion, a future Hall of Fame guy. Like I, I believe he is. I feel about Montez the way I felt about Rhea Ripley. I just know. No, no arguments here, though. though. <laughs> no, no, no arguments here. Yeah, only you're not going to make that second mistake. You're not going to make the same yeah, mistake no, you no, made no, with no, Rio. No. You're not making that mistake again. Mm-mm, not this no, time. Not Montez this time. Is, is bound for huge things. And as a singles performer, I believe the Elimination Chamber was the biggest night of Montez's young career. And I'm very excited to see where we can go from here. Um, and you got to shout out Logan. Yeah. He came through again and had a moment, man. I... I Perfect, like perfect execution, great timing on the on the lariat and the stomp. Um, I'm looking forward to that match, man. That me, has I know, to be me the too. Match. Me too. I, I'm. I think it's a very. Here's the only question I have about Seth and Logan. How do you position Logan? Because to me, the only place for Logan Paul to be right now is a bad guy. Because yeah. the crowd just wants to boo him. I have a bit of news here. For the first time since he's shown up in WWE, I got some a little bit of QT with Logan Paul. Wow. I got and I have really bad news. <laughs> really bad news. He's a gringer. He is a great guy. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he is a great guy. Like I, I think he's a legitimate real life baby face. But part of the problem for his the crowd wants is, to boo him. So yeah. boo him. They shall. Cause they've known him for so long it. on YouTube for like the shenanigans. So that, that part is going to be hard to shake when people could just go like to YouTube. And- but, but here's the thing he, and I, I wanted, I hope I get a chance to tell him this. It, it's don't worry, Logan, if you see this, don't worry. If you want to be loved by the crowd, I get it. It, who doesn't want to be loved by the crowd? Right. Okay. And I think to a certain degree, because he seemed, like I said, he seems like an absolutely lovely dude. He probably doesn't want to be hated. Like, hey, I'm a hardworking guy. No one can question that, by the way. Say what you want about the Pauls. Yeah. Their, their commitment to working hard in whatever their craft is, I'm sorry, you can hate all you want. Whether including it's Jake the YouTube and Bob, stuff. <laughs> including including YouTube, YouTube. Stuff. Everything they've done, say what you want. You can find them annoying, blah, 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 blah. You cannot question their work ethic. With Logan Paul, even if he's hoping he gets cheered in wrestling, the path to getting cheered is getting, getting booed. ruthlessly booed first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I hope Logan Paul goes into WrestleMania owning that. And I hope the, the company supports that allow him. People have been waiting to cheer Seth and they are cheering Seth and they love Seth's song. Seth has by he's a genius without even changing his character has just become a good guy who's cheered for Mm-hmm. Let Logan own the bad guy thing all the way through Mania. And I guarantee you, when he puts on yet another great in-ring performance, they will probably start cheering him that next day. That would be my guess. So, uh, but until then, he should just own being hated by everyone. And then he will win them over with that. If he has the ability to make fun of himself, you know, be willing to be, 
uh, to to make an ass out of yourself some on the on the road there, and then just get there and do the incredible athletic things, like he did with Ricochet at the Rumble that blew everyone's mind. I mean, he's done it. He is he's had he's spots every in every he's match, done it every time. He did it against Roman in Saudi. He did it against Ricochet in the Rumble. He did it at Mania last year. He yeah. always does something that blows your mind. So just let it be. Yeah, and, and it's it, he steps it up every time. I'm glad you brought up Mania last year because that was just a little shimmy and a frog splash. And people were like, oh, he's got it. He just knew where the hard cam was. And people was like... I know. And, but, but the thing is, to me with him, uh, can I tell you about a match that I want to see down the road? Please. The two subjects we just covered, Logan Paul... And Montez. Ford. Oh yeah, that you. T- there is money in Logan Paul and Montez yes. Ford. Yes. They would phys- because they're both freak athletes who are also big, jacked up dudes. Like yep. the two, they those are those guys are big enough to put on the WrestleMania poster. Yeah, but they can also fly. They both like, have a frog splash. I mean, no one has Montez's frog splash. No, but Logan not, Paul's got a hell of a frog splash. He does. He really. He legitimately does. And just like their media presence, right? They can they can both promote the hell out of that match. Because Montez usually, has a TV show now. He's a TV star. Yeah. And Bianca. Because usually it's one person that has to do the heavy lifting with like, you know, going out to media and I'm going to do this, this and that. You can send them both to to different audiences and and different forms of media, podcasting, you know, talk shows, et cetera. If that's something that 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 would be huge, title or no title, it doesn't even need titles. It's just like, you know, oh, you want a a secondary main event, you know, not one for Saturday, one for Sunday, but you want one that's huge for Sunday or Saturday that is not the title match. Mm. It's right there, already made. It's right there for you. It would be man, they could they could it would be special. So, one other thing we'd be First of all, no, let, let, let's cover how much. Let me see how much time. What's Brian, the great Brian Waters with us today. Brian, well, how much time are we at right now? Where are we at? We have 43 minutes. Okay, so we got to get to it. Thank you, Brian. And all right. The, so, the great Brian no H. Waters, problem. by the way, who I discovered is a Pete guy. Oh, he's a Pete guy? He's a Pete guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All day. Um, I'm, I'm Pete. Pete or Peter is fine. I, I, it's just always interesting to figure out who's what. You know what I mean? Um, so, Brock and Bobby, I will say this. I, I just don't, I just, I wasn't satisfied with that. No, like, I just, me either. Like, first of all, SmackDown on Friday, as you guys know, Bray comes out and just randomly calls out the winner of that match, essentially. Which was a spoiler, which was a spoiler, right? Because who, who could see Brock doing all the spooky shit? Not me. <laughs> Not most, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Although I, great spoiler. Uh, yeah, it's just, if you thought about it, that is true. I don't know that everyone would, but you're right. And then, listen, I just, I just feel like at this point, if Brock was going to lose that match, there wasn't a way to make him lose more effectively. Like, could we have just gotten MVP to make the trip to Montreal and get involved, a little distraction, and then, like, there was a way to do it where Bobby could win better than it just being handed to him Yes. Okay. Now the, here's the one thing you could say. Bobby had him in the hurt lock again. So yeah. he obviously has his number to some degree. And that's what I would go with. But it just didn't seem like the best way to make Bobby look strong. He's managed to have three matches with Brock Lesnar, win two of them, 
and not really come across that strong. Right, because in the first one, Roman Reigns, Roman, that, that was the whole thing. That was the thing, right? Roman Reigns gave him now that listen, first Brock one. Now listen, Brock barely beat Bobby when Brock beat Bobby too. Yeah, but but I mean, but at least it was on. clean. It was clean, and also, I mean, how many people have have been hit with that maneuver? Right, the the Bret Hart kick off the turnbuckle. You didn't you didn't scout that one out. You didn't you don't know what to do. Just let it go. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, and and then you take and now you go to the third one, and it just ends up being a nutshot disqualification. It feels like it's not done though. That's my, that's the only. Little bit of hope. So that that's I'm the question. So is the Bray thing gonna be like kind of forgotten about? And this ends up being like they put him in a cage at Mania? Because I, I would say put Brock and Bobby in a cage at Mania and call it a day. Hell in a cell, Brock versus Bobby. Let's go. Yeah, I don't think that it's I don't think that the Bray thing is done. I think Bray is gonna be involved with Bobby. And who knows? Maybe he does end up getting Brock or, or in some form or fashion. But I think that Brock and Bobby's feud, maybe they want to stretch it out to be like a years long thing or something they can always go back to, but it, it just doesn't feel done. And if it is done, then that I would have to say has been poorly executed right at the end. Uh, SGG. So, because we have to wrap here and of course we'll be back on Friday with another big episode of cheap heat, but um, be remiss if we didn't mention Tony Khan's insane tweet from Friday <laughs> night. So <laughs> if you missed it, WWE used Ariel Helwani for a couple of things. Number one, Ariel obviously has a friendly relationship with the company. He's, he's gets, does big time interviews for BT sport and gets time with all the top superstars. Um, you know, he's done interviews at shows many times before he's a, we've seen him. We've seen him. Yeah. He's a huge, he listen, he's a huge MMA journalist who loves wrestling. So he does wrestling interviews as well. It's great content. And they're in Montreal. Where right. that's the that's the thing. He he is like a pillar of Montreal sports at this point. I mean, listen, Ariel's the number one MMA journalist in the world and reps Montreal as hard as anyone, of which there aren't a ton of mainstream people who rep Montreal. And so WWE had him, uh, he voiced, it was actually his idea, and he wrote a package about Montreal Beautiful. wrestling, which was really well done that they did on social, and they ended up airing it on Sunday during the kickoff. And I appreciated the shout outs to some of some guys that I did grow up loving too. Like the Rougeau brothers tag team is, was a great tag team. They have one of the, one of the underrated great eighties wrestling theme songs. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Yeah. Rick Martel. Pat Rick Patterson. the model Martel. So, so he, so he does this whole piece. And then on Friday he was in town and they had him do a little hit from the crowd where he's selling sort of the hype of uh, being in Montreal, blah, blah, blah. One minute after it airs, do you have the tweet in front of you? I'm I'm pulling it up. One minute now, literally after it airs. Poor form, poor form by Tony Khan. Because don't show everyone you're watching the show. The the same night that you have a big show, while you have a big show that you're preparing for in a few weeks of your own, you know. But one minute, like you said, after it airs, you're a fraud at Ariel Hawani. You're as legitimate of a reporter. As Tony Schiavone, hashtag AEW Rampage. So, okay, I do respect the last part. Turn it into PR for your show. Good move. That's the only good move. Because not only did you <laughs> tell everyone, Tony, not only did you tell everyone you were watching SmackDown and, and getting drawing eyeballs to SmackDown. CEOs, they're just like us, man. You also completely buried Tony Schiavone while insulting Ariel Helwani. Yeah. Then there's part three, which is 
How is Ariel a fraud? Because he, because WWE used him on television. Like, yeah, I, I don't I understand. Don't I don't he's know. not, first of all, he's not a quote wrestling journalist. Second of all, scorching hot take as someone who does this a lot. I don't know that being a wrestling journalist is a real thing. It's really definitely don't. not. It, it's like, it's like saying John Tesh is not being a reputable entertainment reporter on entertainment tonight. Like what we do, it's just not the same as covering competitive sports. So the idea that he was willing, it doesn't make any sense is, is the bottom line where I don't want to get caught up in the weeds, why you would do that. And then why you'd say as legitimate as Tony Schiavone, why not bury an old WWE name? Why would you bury? <laughs> right. Why would you bury your guy? It was it was theorized that the Tony Schiavone mentioned was supposed to go over as a joke. As but I feel uh, like way, I, mean, I, I thought that I, I was hopeful that maybe it was that. I feel like a an, an LOL in there, or, or maybe gotta like have a, an like LOL. a laughing emoji. There needs to be some symbol of that because while I can see that. Um, while I can see that interpretation, there's some other buzzwords that don't lend itself to that interpretation. So fraud. So yeah, exactly. So on the kickoff show, I we I, we had Ariel on to talk more about you know Montreal, um, et cetera, et cetera, and the, the great history. And I led that part of the show, and welcomed Ariel on. And and when I did so, I took a little. A little little shot. And I thought this was pretty funny. Um, this is from like Wrestle Talk or something. Someone sent this. Our friend Tommy Cullen sent this over to uh to Dipperstein. Uh here we go. The unbiased journalist Ariel Helwani, who asked all the important questions whether you want to answer them or not. And Pete Rosenberg introduced Helwani to the kickoff panel, saying he is a man who is respected by anyone with any intelligence. Because if there's one man who knows a lot about integrity and intelligence, it's Pete Rosenberg. First of all, that's the most important thing to know. <laughs> the guy from Wrestle Talk is apparently a Pete guy. But yes, he, the first thing he was referencing was Michael Cole's shot. So I took my little shot for fun, and I thought I was being, like, edgy. And then Cole introduces him later and just goes for the kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, listen, it, and, I don't uh, think it's a big deal. It's not a big, big deal. But it's just one of those things that I go, Tony, if you're going to really try to make this thing a legitimate operation that could maybe compete in a real way, you can't. I understand you want to take your shots, and you should take your shots. Because WWE is a big dog. You should take your shots. But be you smart. You got to pick them and be smart about it. That was so, it just seemed so like, and and Ariel covers you guys too. Ariel's right. done interviews with MJF. He's done interviews with other, with Ariel's Cody. gone to their shows. He's gone to your shows before. He's like, them up. Like, like that just That was just not smart. And Ariel, Ariel did clap back himself too. I don't know if you saw that one. The I did. The snowman. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my book. And the snowman piece got people jump because famously, snowmen, they can't take the heat. And people say that when Ariel was interviewing to uh, Tony Khan, he asked a lot of tough questions. He had him in the hot seat. And Tony wouldn't answer a lot of the questions. So he that's melted. why Ariel... He melted, exactly. Because snowmen, they can't handle the heat. So... You know, that's why that is one interpretation. That, that is one. Interpretation. Ariel did point that out, that he was frustrated with the interview because Tony didn't answer a lot of the questions. So, you know, snowmen, they can't take the heat. So melt, 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 melt. 
Um, not Meltzer. So we will, <laughs> no. we will be back on, on Friday and then back here again next Tuesday where we'll get back to Black Power Rankings, uh, Mailbag, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Shout out to all the love we got for the road trip episode. Um, that came up. That was just a thought I had last minute because I did not know when we could do the episode. <laughs> so Dipperstein, just r- behind the scenes, I, maybe I said this on the, on the podcast, but Dip and I basically decided because of whether we had to drive. That was the only way that made sense. Um, and as you guys could see, if you watch the kickoff show, weather kept Booker from the the event. Like it was, the weather was very real up there and problematic. So we decided to drive. And I was like, man, when we do the podcast, I said, you know what? Let me just throw a couple of mics in the bag. We'll, we'll knock this thing out. And uh, it did turn out to be ve- a lot of fun and past a critical hour of time as we were approaching the hotel. So shout out <laughs> to everyone who enjoyed it. Um, SGG, I'd like you to do me a favor this week and, and stay mage. And also, if possible, to take it easy. Oh, listen, you know, I've been taking it easy, P. Yeah. I want you to you enjoy yourself. Stop I want you taking it Shouts to Brian Waters for, for Dipperstein as well. We're out. We'll catch you guys Friday. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. To make up and like stand in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Red. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.